Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Kings chapter 8. Now Elisha had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, Go away with your family and stay for a while wherever you can, because the Lord has decreed a famine in the land that will last for seven years. The woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. She and her family went away, and they stayed in the land of the Philistines for seven years. At the end of the seven years, she came back from the land of the Philistines and went to appeal to the king for her house and her land. The king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, and had said, Tell me about all of the great things Elisha has done. Just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elisha had brought back to life came to appeal to the king for her house and her land. Gehazi said, This is the woman, my lord the king, and this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. The king asked the woman about it, and she told him. Then he assigned an official to her case and said to him, Give back everything that belonged to her, including all of the income from her land, from the day she left until now. Elisha then went to Damascus, and Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, was ill. When the king was told, The man of God has come up all the way here, he said to Hazael, Take a gift with you and go out to meet the man of God. Consult the Lord through him and ask him, Will I recover from this illness? Hazael went to meet Elisha, taking with him as a gift 40 camel loads of the finest wares of Damascus. He went in and stood before him and said, Your son, Ben-Hadad, the king of Aram, has sent me to ask, Will I recover from this illness? Elisha answered, Go and say to him, You will certainly recover. Nevertheless, the Lord has revealed to me that he will in fact die. He stared at him with a fixed gaze until Hazael was embarrassed. Then the man of God began to weep. Why is my Lord weeping? asked Hazael. Because I know the harm you will do to the Israelites, he answered. You will set fire to their fortified palaces. You will kill their young men with the sword and dash their little children to the ground and rip open their pregnant women. Hazael said, How could your servant, a mere dog, accomplish such a feat? The Lord has shown me that you will become king of Aram, answered Elisha. Then Hazael left Elisha and returned to his master. When Ben-Hadad asked, What did Elisha say to you? Hazael replied, He told me that you would certainly recover. But the next day, he took a thick cloth, soaked it in water, and spread it over the king's face, so that he died. Then Hazael succeeded him as king. In the fifth year of Joram, son of Ahab, king of Israel, when Jehoshaphat was king of Judah, Jehoram, son of Jehoshaphat, began his reign as the king of Judah. He was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for eight years. 
He followed the ways of the kings of Israel, as the house of Ahab had done, for he married a daughter of Ahab. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Nevertheless, for the sake of his servant David, the Lord was not willing to destroy Judah. He had promised to maintain a lamp for David and his descendants forever. In the time of Jehoram, Edom rebelled against Judah and set up its own king. So Jehoram went to Zaire with all of his chariots. The Edomites surrounded him and his chariot commanders, but he rose up and broke through by night. His army, however, fled back home. To this day, Edom has been in rebellion against Judah. Libna revolted at the same time. As for the other events of Jehoram's reign and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? Jehoram rested with his ancestors and was buried with them in the city of David. And Ahaziah, his son, succeeded him as king. In the twelfth year of Joram, son of Ahab, king of Israel, Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, king of Judah, began to reign. Ahaziah was twenty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for one year. His mother's name was Athaliah. She was a granddaughter of Omri, king of Israel. He followed the ways of the house of Ahab and did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as the house of Ahab had done, for he was related by marriage to Ahab's family. Ahaziah went with Joram, son of Ahab, to war against Hazael, king of Aram, at Ramoth-Gilead. The Arameans wounded Joram. So King Joram returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds the Arameans had inflicted on him at Ramoth in his battle with Hazael, king of Aram. Then Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to Jezreel to see Joram, son of Ahab, because he had been wounded. Now, friends, there was a lot of similar-sounding names in that chapter. I hope um, my pronunciation was clear and you got it. But the chapter starts out with Elisha's servant, Gehazi, having an audience with the king. And so the king is getting Elisha's stories from Gehazi. He says, you know, just tell me great stories about Elisha. And so Gehazi is telling the king about how Elisha restored um, the dead boy to life. And um, this woman whose house Elisha had stayed in from time to time, telling this, this whole business to the king. And lo and behold, here comes the woman who had been gone for seven years. She had been given a prophetic word by Elisha that there was going to be a famine. So she left the country for seven years, and she picked just that moment to show up at the king's place and ask for her property back. And so, of course, it was divine providence. The Lord had orchestrated the timing and so forth. And the king was was deeply moved and said, give her back everything that belongs to her and any income that had come from her property from the day she left the country until now. So everything was restored to her. And then we have um, Elisha goes to Damascus. And Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, Aram is Syria, was ill. And um, uh, the king sent an emissary named Hazael to meet Elisha and find out if he was going to die. And so this Hazael finds Elisha and goes and asks the king's question, you know, will 
Will the king recover? And Elisha says, no, tell him he's going to be fine. But really, he's going to die. And then Elisha begins to weep and prophesy over this messenger, this Hazel. And he says, um, you know, you're going to do terrible things to the Israelites. You're going to set fire to their fortified cities and kill their young men and dash little children on the ground and rip open pregnant women. And Hazel says, you know, how can I do all this? And uh, Elisha prophesies, you're going to become the king. You're going to be the successor for Ben-Hadad. And so this uh, Hazael goes back and, and reassures Ben-Hadad everything's going to be fine. And then he murders him. And so he, um, uh, he succeeds Ben-Hadad as the king of Syria. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, as they say, Joram, one of the sons of Ahab, was the king of Israel. And um, Jehoshaphat began to reign in Judah. Jehoshaphat was married to a daughter of Ahab. So at this point, Ahab's relatives, his son is reigning in Israel, and his son-in-law is reigning in Judah. The influence of Ahab and Jezebel was not good, but it was being exerted over all of the Jewish people, both northern kingdom and southern kingdom. And so, um, friend, your sins sometimes will go beyond your lifetime. The sins of Ahab and Jezebel were continuing to bear horrible fruit. And so um, through a succession of relatives, uh, the evil was perpetuated that was begun with first Omri, the father of Ahab, and then Ahab and Jezebel and their descendants. This thing just kept on going. And we finished this chapter with the name of a woman, Athaliah, who is a granddaughter of Omri. Omri was the father of Ahab, and um, uh, her son is, um, is the king. And um, she's going to become very prominent in a bit. And so, Lord, we acknowledge that our lives affect people for more than our lifetime. Lord, may we live in such a way that our lives bear good fruit for the King Jesus and for the kingdom of God. Lord, during our lifetimes, but Lord, long after we're gone, may we influence men and women and children to continue to move toward Jesus far beyond our lifetimes. May our descendants and our friends and family and extended points of contact be moved by our relationship with you, toward you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.